Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Chronically Courageous. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard, and I want to be perfectly real with you guys because that's my promise to you always. I almost didn't do an episode this week, so I'm sitting here. I am planning to release this episode tomorrow which is June 23rd, and it is now 10.08 p.m. my time on June 22nd. So this is going to be really real and raw and not edited very nicely, so (laughs) please forgive me for that. But I didn't want to go a week without putting out an episode. And the reason why I hesitated to do so was because I've just, let's face it, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and it's impacted me. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, it has definitely taken its toll. And I was not feeling in the most positive of spaces. And sometimes when that happens, I think like a lot of us, I want to go into isolation, and I don't want to share my feelings and my emotions. So from experience, though, I know that is the worst possible thing I can do. So here I am. I am taking myself out of my own head and putting myself in front of all of you so that I can feel better, you can feel better, and we can move through this together. So this week, I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk to you about some of the techniques that I use to uplift myself and remain in a good state regardless of what is happening in my body or in the world. So... Here we go. So the first thing I do, I think it's so important to begin our days with a routine that starts the day off right. And I have a very specific routine. And when I don't do it, I can feel it throughout my day. I don't feel the same. I don't feel good. I don't feel focused. I don't feel as positive. So here we go. First thing I do is I put my headphones on and I log into an app called Insight Timer to do a guided meditation. And there are so many different meditation resources out there on the internet for free. Um, You could simply go to YouTube and Google meditation and type in a specific type of meditation that you want to focus on. Like let's say you're having a high pain day. You can type in meditation for pain and there's some wonderful materials out there that will lead you through a meditation that will help to take your focus off of your pain and reduce it. And it it truly can be effective. It takes practice, but I found that it just, it's like a gift to myself every day to just let myself have that time. So I will put the 
uh, in the show notes, Insight Timer, the app that I use, so that if you're interested in putting that on your phone or your computer and using that as well, you can do so. And it's completely free. There are, there are some options to pay, but I've never paid a penny for it. The next thing I do is prayer. So when I say prayer, I don't mean in a religious sense, and I'm just going to keep it very neutral. We're going to use the universe because some people believe in God, some people don't believe in God, some people believe, believe in Jesus, some people don't. So I'm just going to call it the universe or the higher power. So when I do prayer, I usually I will start by thanking the universe for all of the good things in my life. I will say thank you for my amazing fiance. Thank you for my incredible son. Thank you for my family. Thank you for this beautiful home that I live in. Thank you for putting food on my table. Thank you for waking up this morning, you know, even down to the simplest of things, but just really starting with gratitude in your heart. And then the next thing I move on to in my prayer is what are the things that I would like for today? So I will ask, please give me wellness and healing and lots of love in my heart and courage and strength and all of the things that I feel that I need to move through my day in the most effective and positive way possible. Then I move into, please help me to live my highest purpose today and please help me to be a source of love in this world and a source of encouragement and uplifting for other people. That's kind of my general prayer that I do. The next thing that I do, I gratitude journaling, which is, I think, such a key. And it's something that's so simple. And I know we hear about it all the time, but it can make all the difference in the world to focus on gratitude. Because when we focus on gratitude, it's really hard to be angry or sad or mad. It just puts you in a completely different mindset. So I happen to use an app called the Gratitude app. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And the first thing I do when I open up the Gratitude app is I read what's called the Daily Zen. There's a tab for Daily Zen, and it has these wonderful little sayings each day. It's a little bit different, but I just opened it, and I'll just read to you one of the things that it says today. It says, all challenges are an opportunity for growth, and I'm thankful for the chance to evolve. So when I read something like that, it puts me in a very different mindset. So it's like, let's say I'm having a challenge going on. I wake up in pain or feeling very fatigued. But if I turn that around and I look at that challenge as an opportunity for growth, then I can be thankful for it and I can grow through it and use it as something in a a more positive light than just getting into the poor me, woe is me stuff. The next thing that I do is I journal in my gratitude journal. And the app that I use allows you to enter as many entries as you want. And what's nice is you can actually attach a picture to each entry that reminds you of that thing that you're grateful for. You don't have to do that, but it's an option. And I think when gratitude journaling, it's really important not just to say, I am grateful for my family, for instance. It's important to attach a why to that. So for example, I am grateful for my family because They allow me to feel loved and supported and they bring me a lot of happiness in my life. So really giving, looking a little bit deeper and journaling about what it is 
why that reason is that you're grateful for that particular thing in your life. The next thing that I do is I put my hands over my heart and I close my eyes. I think of positive things, I have affirmations, and I say things like, I am love, I am healing, I am strong, I am deserving of love. So just whatever things that are coming to my mind that I want to embody, I say those things with my hands over my heart, my eyes closed, and I don't just say them, but I feel them as I'm saying them and really feeling that energy. Like when you feel like you're in love and that that radiating feeling that you have, just try to embody that emotion and that, that sense in your body and it takes on a whole new effect. And then finally, I set an intention for my day. So let's say that I want to record a podcast today and I want it to be something that's going to be wonderful. So I'll say I set the intention today of producing a podcast that's going to bring a lot of hope to my audience and give them support and validation and love and a place that they can go to feel uplifted. So that's just an example of setting an intention. So after I finish with my morning routine, I go into part two of my morning routine, which is I juice 16 ounces of celery every morning and then eat a healthy breakfast. And I usually try to listen to an uplifting podcast or something that's uplifting to keep me in, again, that good space and that space of expanding my mind and learning. So that's number one. Number two is... And I, I want to give credit where credit is due. I For Father's Day, I had a really nice conversation during Father's Day when with family with my future sister-in-law. And we get into these deep conversations and she brought up something that just stuck with me and I kept thinking of it over and over again. So I want to share it with you because it really resonated. She said, expression is the opposite of depression. So when I think about that, I think, okay, so it's like, the perfect reason for me getting on and doing this podcast, regardless of how I'm feeling emotionally. And I'm feeling emotionally better already because I'm speaking to you and I'm telling you my story and I'm helping other people by putting this out there, I hope. So when when you express your emotions and you don't hold them in, you are able to move through those emotions and get past any feelings of depression. Also, just telling your story. I mean, when we when we keep our things inside, they just It doesn't give us that power that expression gives us. And I know that this podcast, for instance, has given me such a great avenue of expression and I've felt infinitely better and just more purposeful as I've had this podcast to bring to the world. And really just keeping it real. I mean, so many times we try to act like everything's okay and we're fine and we're used to putting on that smile, even when we feel like crap. But keep it real. You know what? People don't want the fake phony version. They want it real. So express yourself, you know, express yourself and that will help any feelings of depression. It definitely is so much better than keeping things inside. Number three, tip number three is to change your physicality. I think that I found when I stay in one position for too long or just, you know, sitting on the couch and watching TV or even, you know, sitting in front of my computer too long or laying in bed, there can be feelings that creep up that aren't so great. So changing your 
physicality is a great way to change your mental state. I think the two are directly related. So we all have different abilities being chronically courageous. Some of us are not able to walk. Some of us may have certain areas of paralysis, things like that. So depending upon your level of ability, whatever exercise you can do, that may be walking from one end of your home to the other. It may be if you're more able going outside and getting in nature and taking a walk in nature. It may just be simply the act of stretching your body in bed and doing some some lifting of your legs and your arms and things like that in bed just so that you don't feel like you're stagnant and your energy is stagnating. If you're not able to physically move, you can do things like singing. What about just singing a song that makes you feel good? And it's, it's again, it's a form of expression. And I know for me, that's always been a tremendous form of expression. I was that kid in school that was painfully shy, but had no hesitation to get up in front of 500 people in my entire school and sing. So singing can be a wonderful therapeutic form or any form of music if you play an instrument and something as simple as even just smiling. Smiling can change your emotional state, even even if it's subtle. Uh, laughing. Laughing is tremendous medicine. So maybe put something funny on on the uh, on your phone or on your TV and get a good laugh in it. It can really, really change your state or call a friend that it has a good sense of humor and just get a couple of laughs in. And also breathing, just the simple act of taking a moment to stop everything you're doing and just paying attention to your breath and breathing in slowly and deliberately and paying attention to that and then slowly breathing out and slowing down your breathing can just change your state from a state of anxiousness to a much more calm state. Number four, being in service of others. Boy, I'll tell you, this one's huge for me. So I know when I'm not feeling good about myself, the best thing that I can do is see what can I do to help other people? What what Think about the knowledge that you have, the skills you have, the things that you can share with others. And so many of us in this chronically courageous community are unable to work. So I know for me, when I first wasn't able to work, it made me in a state that was, I felt useless. I felt like I did not have a purpose. But you know what? There's something, every one of us has something that we can bring to other people. So what can you share with others? Maybe it's, the, the condition that you have, you've learned a lot about it and you can go on to the online support groups and share your knowledge with others and give others inspiration and hope and support and love. And when you do that, it takes you out of your own mind and your own body and it puts you in a place of service to others. And there's nothing to me that feels better than that. Number five, try to fill your mind with uplifting content. I mean, my gosh, there's so much negativity going on right now in the world with all of the the stuff around the pandemic and the racial division and the violence and all of these things. And it's very easy to get caught up in that downward spiral of listening to that and obsessing over it. And I'm guilty. I There have been days when I've, I've gotten into that place and I can't handle it emotionally. I'm a very empathetic person. And if I feel and see others pain in the world, it brings me down and it does not make me feel good and it zaps my energy. So obviously we want to stay informed. So maybe turn on the news for 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes later in the day, just to catch up on the basics and 
If you listen to much more than that, you're probably hearing the same things over and over again, told in a slightly different way. So instead, listen to inspiring podcasts. There are so many out there that are so wonderful. Like I'll give you a few of my favorites. Jay Shetty has a a podcast called On Purpose. I'll put it in the show notes. So inspiring, so much wonderful advice and always makes me feel good when I listen to it. Another one I love is my mentor, Michelle Sorrow. She has a a podcast called Fire and Soul and I just absolutely love the content that she brings and she's so heart-centered and I absolutely love listening to her podcasts and always feel better when I do. Oprah Winfrey has a podcast called Super Soul Sunday, another one of my favorites. And Lewis Howes has one called The School of Greatness. I will put all of those in the show notes and try to shoot for maybe listening to one a day. And it doesn't have to be that you're sitting there staring at your phone while the podcast is playing. It can be a passive activity when you're doing something else, when you're getting ready for whatever you're doing, if you're cooking, if you are cleaning, whatever it is that you're doing, you can just put your headphones on and listen to a podcast. And just having that infusion of good information and positive information and expanding your mind really, really helps. I find that it helps me tremendously. And what about music? I mean, music is so uplifting to people and brings people together. So turn on a playlist or a station that makes you feel good. And, you know, if you're if you have the uh, the ability to do it, maybe dance a couple of songs. You don't have to be out to dance. I mean, I have dance parties in my house all the time. So go for it. Turn that music on and do it. And then there's, of course, feel good movies and TV shows, things that make you laugh and smile and maybe even cry happy tears and just express your emotion. So just try to fill your mind with uplifting content. And it really helps to take your mind out of whatever is challenging you in that moment and focus on more positive things that are going to help you ultimately physically feel better as well as mentally. And then the final thing I will say is finding a purpose. And this does not have to be some huge big ordeal where you are searching and searching for what is the perfect purpose for me. I mean, Great, it can be, but just find a purpose for this day. What what can you do on this day to feel a little bit better or to help someone else feel a little bit better? Maybe you have a drawer you can clean out that will help you feel more centered and more organized in your life. Maybe you have a friend who you know could stand to have a good conversation and be supported. Maybe you can reach out and call that friend. There's plenty of things right now, especially in pandemic times, where you can join online chat challenges and online classes. I have a friend of mine, Jana Lopez. She was on my podcast a couple of weeks ago that teaches a free writing class that you can take online. There's no cost and it's wonderful. And it's, she teaches you about writing and expressing your creativity. And it's not just that, but you get to meet with a wonderful group of people and talk about your feelings on things that are currently going on and and the things that you're writing about. And it's just extremely therapeutic. So those are the six things that I do to keep in a good state regardless of what's happening in my body or in the world. And just a quick recap, number one, beginning the day with a routine that starts the day off right. Number two, expression versus depression. Let your feelings out and express your story. Number three, change your physicality, whether that's singing or dancing or smiling or just simply breathing. Number four, Be in service of others. What can you do to help others and take yourself out of your own stuff? Number five, fill your mind with uplifting content. Listen to great podcasts or music or feel-good movies. 
find a purpose. Figure out what can you do to serve others? What things can you do just this one day that are gonna help you to feel better about life? Those are my basic tips for how to keep yourself uplifted during these times. And I really, really hope you found something that was useful here. Again, I will put all kinds of stuff in the show notes, just sending you all so much love and really, really with you at this time. One more thing I want to say before I close is I would love to hear from all of you what kinds of things you'd like me to talk about, or if you have a specific question you'd like me to answer, please write to me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. And that's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. Again, it's on the show notes. You can also look me up on Instagram. Please follow me there at thechronicallycourageous. And let me know what you guys want to hear about or what questions you want answered. And I will work on putting together some episodes specifically for that because this show is not just for me, it's for all of you. And more importantly for you, because I want to serve each and every one of you and help you to live your very best lives. Sending you tons of love and I will speak with you again next week. Have a wonderful week. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.